The drought has brought instability to many manufacturing firms in Taiwan, but for one sector, it's doing the opposite. Water truck operators are getting a boost in business from manufacturers down south, where water rationing is in effect. One Taipei operator said rates are up by 30 percent. With a turn on the ignition, this truck is ready for action. Water trucks like these are typically used to clean roads and water plants, but now it's tech firms that require the services. This is the most significant uptick we've had in years. We get two to three phone inquiries every day for water deliveries. I hear that others in the industry have signed contracts. With the drought worsening in Taoyuan and below, there's been a sharp increase in inquiries. This operator with more than 30 years in the business says there's never been this many calls before. He says many other operators in the sector are busy transporting water from northern Taiwan to users in Taoyuan, Xinju and Miaoli, mainly to big industrial users and companies in science parks. If other operators ask us to help out, we might do that too. So far, we've only done that once or twice. Water trucks are expensive equipment, and each trip requires a driver. Due to rising demand in the south, the price of renting a water truck from Taipei is on the rise. It used to cost 7,000 to 8,000 NT. The going rate now is 9,000 to 10,000 NT, an increase of 30 percent. For the return trip, there is the cost of fuel, and also the overtime for the drivers, so it's inevitable that the price goes up. The drought is deepening in many areas of Taiwan, where rash is in full force. Growing demand for alternative water sources has brought a rare boom in business for the water truck industry. Immigrants from all around the world come to Taiwan, where they find work, build homes, and contribute to what makes Taiwan so special. Today, we meet Uta Rinfleisch Wu, an equine therapist from Germany. She's been using horseback riding to treat children with cerebral palsy and autism for more than 10 years. This child happily rides the horse. He goes around in circles and stops periodically to toss a ball into a net. He also feeds the horse. Besides him, he's accompanied by a physical therapist and a coach who supports him and gives him pointers along the way. Ding Yikai was diagnosed with cerebral palsy at a young age. He started to take lessons here at the Therapeutic Writing Center of Taiwan when he was four years old. He visits the center every Wednesday for half an hour. He's now eight years old and has undergone quite a transformation. You can play games with friends. I feel very happy and it's fun. I feel a sense of accomplishment. Before, he wouldn't have been able to stand up by himself like he was doing just now when he fed the horse carrots. We had to hold him up. Over the past four years, we gradually began giving him just slight support and he was able to stand straighter. He can also hold the shovel by himself and feed the horse. This is the biggest change. I'm very happy. Although progress is slow, at least he is improving. First of all, the riding process allows him to be in contact with the animals. The second is that the teachers here are actually quite patient. It also allows him to strengthen his spine a lot. Because of his cerebral palsy, his spine is relatively weak. Horseback riding can strengthen his rehabilitation and make his spine more powerful. Sky. This is Ruta Rainflash Ru, the consultant of the Therapeutic Writing Center of Taiwan in Taoyuan City's Xingwu District. She came to Taiwan 35 years ago, at first to study Chinese, but she later fell in love with Taiwan and decided to stay. She got married to a Taiwanese man and had two kids. 
What first inspired Reinfleisch Wu to study hippotherapy and join the Therapeutic Writing Center of Taiwan was her daughter. One time when we were at the clinic to do physiotherapy, uh, I was told that there is a workshop about hippotherapy or therapeutic writing. And I thought, oh, that sounds very interesting. <laughs> I decided to take my daughter there to write, and I saw how well she responded to writing and how different this kind of um, setting is compared with the clinic, where there are a lot of children who are crying because they have to stretch, and that is very hurtful for them. But at this table, it was just, for them, it was just more like fun. But it also had a good result. So then I decided I wanted to make this um, available for other children too. Reinfleisch Wu says hippotherapy can help strengthen one's muscles and balance and correct gait and posture. She said the walk of the horse is very similar to humans. Riding a horse can help humans passively learn hip movements done when walking. And the first um, effect we see is with the trunk control. Uh, one reason is because they have to open up their legs in the straddle position. And when you do this, it's easier to straighten up the back. And on the horse, the horse is moving. So sometimes it's the left, the right. So sometimes you fall to one side, but then at the next step, you be pushed up again. So after three months usually uh, their trunk control is already very much improved. And even if a um, client uh, does not learn how to walk, to be able to sit straight enables you to do a lot with your hands. Over the years, Reinfleisch Ru has helped many children with autism or physical disabilities. One of them is Ken Xuan, a cerebral palsy patient who represented Taiwan at the FEI World Equestrian Games, placing 13th in the individual championship. He became the first disabled equestrian in Taiwan to enter the FEI World Equestrian Games. Uta hopes to help children find their confidence. So to say to their classmates, they can ride. That is also something which can really boost their self-confidence and their self-worth. And some of them later on um, learn how to write by themselves and actually can go into competitions and into competitions with able-bodied. We had a students who joined the World Equestrian Games in 2004, uh, 14. But we had also other uh, riders who joined into the um, competitions which are um, able-bodied competitions of the Chinese Taipei Equestrian Association. The Therapeutic Writing Center of Taiwan hopes to find a new facility to help more people. In the future, Reinfleisch Wu hopes to find a new location to serve people of all ages. She hopes they can find a center that is at least 2,000 ping to give more space for their horses as well as their clients. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Yan Wenqian in Taoyuan. Forecasters say that fickle spring weather is in store for us this week. 
Monday was mostly warm and sunny island-wide, but things will take a turn starting Tuesday, with temperatures dropping as low as 14 degrees in the north. Warm weather is due to return Thursday and Friday, but not for long, as more cold is expected to arrive on the weekend. Monday's fair weather isn't expected to last long in northern Taiwan, where temperatures could plummet by 10 degrees on Tuesday. Tomorrow, in the early morning, an incoming front and strengthening northeasterly winds will bring rains to the northern half of Taiwan. In the eastern half, we'll start to see steady round of short downpours. In terms of temperature, there will be bigger changes tomorrow in northern Taiwan. Even during the highs, it will be chilly and damp. The CWB wrote on Facebook, sometimes sunny, sometimes rainy, sometimes hot, sometimes cold. Such is the fickle nature of spring. It said Monday will be warm, Tuesday cold, and Thursday and Friday warm again, before the weather changes again on Saturday. Tomorrow, the northeasterly winds will come down fast, meaning that the cold air will be rushing in extremely fast. So tomorrow, starting from the early morning, northern Taiwan will experience a very big temperature difference. The weather in the coming week will see lots of ups and downs, so it's best to check the forecast before heading outdoors. Taiwan has a new singing sensation on its hands. Wu Yunrei may be the youngest singer in the public eye. The second grader was spotted singing at Jilong Night Market, and her talent astonished audiences. FTV got an exclusive chance to catch up with Wu Rei and her mom to hear how she taught herself to sing. Hello, Yun Rei isn't used to cameras. She's a little shy at first, but when it comes time to sing, it's a different story. Giving her all to a Jody Chang song, the second grader looks like she was born to sing. Striking a natural pose, she's lost in the music. Taiwanese language lyrics pose no problem. I like Jody Chang because her songs are so nice. I listen until I know them and I've got the feel of them. She watches the videos for herself, learns them, and sings and dances, just jumping all over the house. She teaches herself. She didn't have a singing teacher. Recently, Yunre was singing by a microphone stall in Jilong Night Market. She sang several Taiwanese language songs in a row, and an audience member caught this video. After it was shared online, viewers noted she looked like a little Jody Chang. Of course, it was nerve-wracking to perform for the camera for the first time. Mom shared this video with us of Yunre practicing hard at home. Aini by the legendary gem is a piece of cake. Yunrei started singing at the age of two, her mom told us. Mimicking her idols Jody and GEM, she's already shown her talent. If she gets a chance, one day she'll be on a much bigger stage. Pets are all the rage in Taiwan, but not everyone can take care of an animal on their own. Well, for all you empty-nested cat lovers, we have a treat. A bakery in Taipei serves up loaves of cat bread that will melt your hearts. Let's find out why the chef decided to take up baking. 
pink and green kitty loaves with pointy ears and rotund cheeks. Faces painted on in chocolate, too cute to eat. One bite and a chocolate infused mocha scent fills the room. Cocoa dough is cut into face and ears. No rolling pin here, just like kneading to get out the bubbles. Chocolate chips are rolled up inside in layers. The pink flavour has strawberry chocolate. We tried a rolling pin at first, but it made the dough roll up at the edges. So we scrapped the rolling pin and we knead it instead. The dough is carefully placed inside the kitty mould and left for the yeast to expand before it's baked. But a cat-shaped loaf isn't as simple to put in the oven as a square one. Even that needed a smart solution. They have to be turned over to get an even bake. And with a tap, the colourful kittens are out of the oven. Not many would guess. Restaurateur Wang Xinghui is also a cellist. Here she is performing with her daughter, who was the original inspiration for the cat bread. I slowly worked out what she was allergic to. Some additives cause it, yeah, so I'd make things myself. And then if eating something made her break out in a rash, then i know that has additives in it. Wang's quick hands turned fluidly from bow to kitchen. Seven years after she invented the popular kitty bread, this mama's just getting started. Recently, a diving instructor spotted a strange, tiny creature floating around the waters surrounding Green Island. Known as the Blue Dragon, this shellless sea slug has lured in a host of curious snorkelers seeking to get a glimpse of what it looks like an earthbound alien. A meager three centimeters long, the Blue Dragon is a species of plankton that relies on the wind and ocean currents to get around. Often seen together with blue button jellyfish, this sea slug is beautiful, rare and toxic. The diving instructor says that those lucky enough to come across them should look and not touch, or else risk a potentially lethal sting.